Listener Production. We need to understand how it has got there. It is illegal for it to be there. And we're now part, and the EPA is part of a very important environmental criminal investigation into who has done the wrong thing um, and how did it get there and what are we going to do about it. Asbestos is the name that we've given to a group of minerals made up of thin, long, microscopic crystal fibres that occur naturally in the environment. It's close to indestructible, it's lightweight, it's heat resistant, water resistant, acid resistant, historically cheap to mine and incredibly versatile. Humans have been using it since at least the Stone Age and you can find it in just about every Australian home built before the late 80s. It would be the perfect construction material, the perfect construction material, if it didn't also kill people. When you breathe it in, these tiny crystalline shards can get trapped in your lungs, causing scarring and cancer often decades later. Early this month, a child picked up a piece of bonded asbestos at a park in Sydney and took it home. Since then, hundreds of sites across New South Wales have come under investigation for possible asbestos contamination in garden bed mulch. Only today, mulch at six new sites has come back positive for asbestos. The state's Environment Protection Authority has launched its biggest ever investigation to find all of this contaminated material and to make sure the public is safe. So how did this all happen? And how worried should we be about the asbestos in Sydney and elsewhere in Australia? Tessa Randello is one of our listener journos and she joins me from Sydney. Hi, Tessa. Hi, Benzian. We'll come to some of the asbestos incidents that have happened around the country in a moment. But first, give us the latest update. What's happening with this developing situation in Sydney? really is one of those developing situations that just keeps kind of going. As you mentioned, there were six new sites that came back positive for asbestos. They include an aged care home, a Catholic parish and a private property. The vast majority of the asbestos that we've seen so far has been bonded into other material, which makes it much lower risk. It's much harder to kind of come apart. But worryingly, one sample at Bicentennial Park has come back positive today. And that's for the much more dangerous, friable asbestos, which can easily crumble and it can send the particles into the air. Precautionary testing will be happening at four hospitals, including Westmead Hospital, the Sydney Children's Hospital, as well as some ambulance stations. And we now have a total of 47 positive sites five of those are schools. Um, But it's also important that we look at all the negative results while 47 is a lot of sites around Sydney and New South Wales. Mm -hmm. As of 6pm yesterday, 796 negative results were found from the EPA. Right, okay. Could you tell us about those schools where asbestos has been found? Yeah, so most of those schools have asbestos in the mulch found. Not all of them are closed. There's about 2,000 students who were learning from home earlier this week. And some of them are kind of in garden areas that can be fenced off. So those students can still learn on campus. There is also one Catholic parish that has just tested positive for this bonded asbestos. And Mm -hmm. that's in close proximity to a school, which is called St. Justin's Catholic Primary School. So those parents were also sent a letter which confirmed that precautionary testing would also be done at the school too. I guess the biggest news from today and the bit that 
can get a little bit scary sounding is that a second site of friable asbestos at a park, making the total of two for the mulch across New South Wales and Sydney. And that's the one at Bicentennial Park, is that right? That's the one at Bicentennial Park, yes. And there's also news today that some of this mulch has been found in the ACT. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so the mulch that is believed to be the mulch that has the asbestos has been sold across the ACT. The ACT has also established its own local task force led by the ACT EPA, but it'll also include government and WorkSafe to figure out kind of what to do and to keep controls in place. The New South Wales EPA also advised that the potentially contaminated mulch was sold on the 17th of Feb, so that was a couple of days ago, and that it's not being sold anymore. Well, that's good news. Who's responsible for all this asbestos ending up in Sydney? It's all a little bit muddy about who's responsible so far. At the moment, the EPA is just testing. We're just figuring out where it is and kind of what areas are going to be affected. The New South Wales Environment Minister, Penny Sharp, has blamed regulatory failure for the distribution of a mulch that's potentially contaminated with the bonded asbestos. The EPA also believes that the asbestos is mixed in with contaminated mulch from a certain manufacturer called Greenlife Resource Recovery Facility. That company has also gone to court against a prevention notice, which would stop it from distributing any of its products around New South Wales. Okay, so that is happening. What else is being done about this problem? So the EPA is still kind of working through everything. It's a little bit like contact tracing was during COVID. They're going through all the areas that may have been affected by the mulch. They're testing the sites and then they've got to put that detail out again to the New South Wales people and see kind of what's been going on. The EPA is currently continuing to check that. The company itself has said that the EPA actually visited the site and tested their soil and that that had been greenlit to be delivered to the Roselle site. And the Roselle site was the first site where the asbestos was found. That's where the kid brought it home. And I will just say this quote directly from them. They received in writing test results from its site, which show that its mulch is free of asbestos contamination. So Green Life Resources Recovery are denying any wrongdoing here. And reading through the statement, it also goes on to say that the company has no visibility of and does not control how its mulch is used on site once delivered, and that there's a risk the company could become a scapegoat for failures in a complex supply chain. Yeah, that's exactly what they're saying at this stage. Stage, I guess, of the investigation. The New South Wales government has also launched what it's calling its asbestos task force. The APA declared that hundreds of sites could be affected. So this kind of list of different places coming out could be for a little while. The EPA has also said that it's holding concerns because it was unable to test mulch made and distributed in 2023 when it visited the company last month. So it'll be really interesting to see how all of this pans out. Yeah, absolutely. Lots of moving parts to that. So we've had news of all these sites around New South Wales and also this potential risk in the ACT. But have there been other instances of this kind of contamination in other places around the country in the past? 
It's definitely not. I was looking into different soil contaminations across the country and there's been some pretty big ones that have cost a lot of money and time. So I guess back in 2015, the Royal Adelaide Hospital, which is a $1.8 billion construction, was delayed by some soil contamination. In Victoria, the rail loop will expose 1 million cubic metres of contaminated soil. That's in Melbourne's east. Also in Victoria, the Westgate Tunnel found that the chemical PFAS, which is a potential carcinogen, was also found in the soil. And in Queensland, they're currently working on stopping some chemicals, heavy metals, asbestos and oil from an abandoned coal tar plant to stop flowing into the Brisbane River. So it's definitely not something that we have not seen before. Outside Sydney, those examples of contaminated soil don't have a health risk that we know of. They just were those big, expensive issues to clean up this contaminated soil and to do it safely, which is quite difficult and does cost a lot of money. And they did throw a lot of these projects into different timelines and different budgets. So the situation in New South Wales keeps on developing every day. It's now a scandal that's actually made international headlines. Mm -hmm. The New York Times has covered it. Reuters has covered it. What else is being done to make sure that people are safe and that this kind of thing can't happen again? Well, I feel like a lot of those questions will kind of be answered once we have a better idea of what's happening. I feel like the EPA is currently just in testing, getting the information out mode. But the government has mentioned already that they will be looking into increasing the fines for this kind of contamination in future. Okay, Tessa, well, we'll be watching this one really closely as we move forward. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Tessa Randello there. And that's it for today's afternoon briefing. Check your feed again tomorrow from 6am for your morning briefing. In the meantime, send us a comment or even better, a voice recording in our DMs at The Briefing Podcast on Instagram. We're always really keen to hear your feedback and story ideas and guest suggestions. And if you like little treats, join our broadcast channel to get exclusive behind-the-scenes briefing content from us. I'm Ben Siebert. Thanks for listening. Thank you.